Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to Shelf Logic. I'm Kim, and I'm here with Emily. And we're both librarians at North Valley Library in Anthem. Today, we're going to be talking about books that come into the category of I didn't see that coming. This can be any story that has a surprise ending, a twist, or a great story with a very disappointing ending. Have you ever had one of those, Emily? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So Emily and I were talking uh, about the kinds of books that we like, and we both have very different genres of books that we like, but we come together on stories with twists. So, Emily, what kind of books do you like to read? So, I typically like to read kind of dark and twisty books. I'm an avid horror fan. And so, there um, are a couple of books that I have that I'll talk about today that fit into that horror genre. But I have a few that will also fit into the thriller mystery genre as well. Very nice. And I don't like horror. I don't like anything that's too dark. I like history. I like historical fiction. And I like mystery if it's not a really dark mystery. But I do like books with twists. They often tend to be darker stories, but there are a lot that are much more um, lighthearted. Actually, my love of stories with twists started in junior high reading O. Henry's stories. So I had actually never read anything by O. Henry before, um, and then I just read The Gift of the Magi at Kim's suggestion because I had never read anything by him before, so um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so that's a really sweet story. It's not at all dark, but it definitely has a twist at the end. Not to say you can't figure it out, but it definitely has a twist at the end. I also loved watching Alfred Hitchcock movies and reruns of Twilight Zone, which is where I really got my passion for stories with twists. How about you, Emily? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I also really started to love stories with twists in junior high. So the same age as you. And so um, when I was in junior high, that was right around when The Sixth Sense came out. And so it was kind of a phenomena. And it had that twist at the end. No spoilers, but it has a twist at the end. And it kind of blew my mind and so from then on out I was looking for other stories and storytelling devices that had kind of twisty endings and surprised you as you were going along and I made my way into the horror genre just because I enjoy horror and I really found that I love when horror meets like thriller meets twist and so um, yeah a lot of my love for twists comes from movies that I watched and I do also love the Twilight Zone as well. (laughs) Very nice. Okay, so we have a promise that we will not be giving any spoilers today. You can listen to our podcast and we will not share any endings. (laughs) Sometimes that's a little bit hard when you're trying to tell about the story and the twists are sometimes a big part of it, but we are not going to spoil anything for you. Okay, so let's just jump in and share some of the recent books or some of our favorite books that we've um, read so far that have twists. I just recently read a book called The The Truth About the Harry Q. Bear Affair. It's written by Joelle Dicker, 
And um, it is a very dark story. I said I didn't like dark, dark stories, but this one is very dark. Um, I did like it, but it was a little too dark for me. Well, okay, it was a lot too dark. <laughs> is it dark spooky or is it dark depressing? <laughs> I'm just going to say the best character in this story, like the, the most... Um, the one that you like the most, his fault is that basically he fell in love with a, a teenage girl when he was like 40. So, Dark indeed. And that was the best. And everyone, every other character was worse than that. Okay. <laughs> really sets the tone. <laughs> so don't read this one unless you don't mind Dark. Um, the story opens with a woman calling the police for help. It's 1975, and she looks out her window, and she sees a girl running through the trees and a man chasing after her. So um, the girl is 15. She goes missing, and um, the woman is also murdered. So fast forward 33 years, and we completely change topics, and we have an author named Marcus Goldman who has just written his um, his second book that he's ever published, and it becomes a great success. So after only two weeks on the market, it just takes the country by storm. He's thrown into fame and fortune at 25, 29 years of age, and he's just living the high life. And as you can imagine, at 29, becoming very successful is not always a really good thing because the success went to his head and he started just living the good life. Um, he went away. Instead of going back to work, he just was um, living the good life and um, kind of partying and taking it easy. And then um, his publisher starts calling for his next book and he has nothing and he really doesn't have any good ideas for what to come next and he also has the bar set very high that his book has to be a grand success so now he's he's starting to um get a little worried about it so he calls his mentor harry cubert and he ends up going to new hampshire where harry lives to get out of the city and be able to just focus and write so as the story unfolds, um, a landscaping company comes to Harry's house to plant some bushes and uncovers some bones. Ooh. And they do turn out to be the remains of this 15-year-old girl who had gone missing. From the beginning of the, the story. In the beginning of 1975. So she's been missing all this time, and it turns out she's, mar- she's buried in Harry's yard. Wow, what a setup. (laughs) So now Harry is accused of being a child predator and a murderer. So um, as the the story goes, there's kind of two things going on at the same time. Um, Goldman is trying to write his story, and also we're trying to find out what's happened with Nola and how she ended up in Harry's backyard of course goldman doesn't believe that harry is the murderer and he wants to prove his innocence so um this book just goes through uh through nola's life harry uh, not harry i'm sorry 
Um, Goldman goes through and does some research and looks into what's happened. And there are the the book has so many twists and turns. I have never read a book with that many twists. You could not keep up. I if any, I challenge anyone to be able to figure out the ending of this book because there are so many twists and turns. And as I say, every person it goes through this whole community, and every person in this community has some very dark and devious problem. Um, and the ending is full of surprises. It does have a good ending-ish. <laughs> but don't read this book if you don't want dark. Sure. <laughs> Do you have another one that you'd like to chat about? So or? I did read I did read one more by the same author just mm. because I was kind of interested in um, apparently he always writes stories with twists. Oh, okay. So the next one that I read was not as dark as the first one. It was called The Enigma of Room 622. This one is um, very much the same plot line of a down and out writer, and he is really struggling to come up with his next story. So he, um, at the same time, his... um, protege ends up passing away and he's just feeling really lost so he ends up going to a hotel called the hotel de verbier which is a luxury resort in the swiss alps and he just wants to get away from everything he's also broken up with his girlfriend his longtime girlfriend and so he's just getting away he's not really trying to write he's in a hard place he's in a hard place (laughs) he just wants to just recover So he goes, and as he's in this hotel, he soon meets a woman named Scarlett, who's another guest in the hotel. And they notice, they get together for something, I don't remember what, but they notice that the hotel rooms are very oddly numbered. So there's room 621, there's room 621A, and there's room 623. Mm. But there is no room 622. So they begin to ask, you know, why is there no room 622? And in searching for answers, they end up learning about an unsolved mystery that takes place um, when a bank president is just about to be named, a, a banker is just about to be named president of the bank. And it's a highly contested battle for who is going to become the president. So this story involves a love triangle. It's got high finance. It's got spies. And again, as in the Harry Kubera affair, this one has more twists and turns than you can imagine. I did think the resolution of the murder was pretty improbable and kind of outlandish, but it was a really fun read and it kept me guessing the whole way. So both of these books are available both in Hoopla, I'm sorry, not both of them. Um, the Harry Kubert Affair is available only on Libby, and um, The Enigma of Room 622 is available on both Hoopla and Libby, so you can get it in either. Great. If you had to recommend one to start with, if so I'm interested in reading them both now, so if I should start with one, which one should I start with? Well, for you, because you like horror, I would start <laughs> with The Harry Kubert Affair. Okay. If you were me and okay. don't like dark... I would do the Enigma of Room 622. All right. 
<laughs> it Sounds was a little good. lighter and a little more ridiculous mm. in the ending as opposed to the other one that was a little darker and okay. more serious in the ending. But it did have a decent ending. So. All right. Well, I'm sold. So I will keep you posted on my thoughts about that one. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's funny because my first book is actually not as dark. (laughs) (laughs) So my books will kind of escalate in their horror elements as we go along. But my first one is more of just a mystery and um, a thriller. It's, it's thriller adjacent, but it's mostly a mystery. Um, And so I'm sure you and most of our listeners are familiar with Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. Yes. And um, have you read it? I have. You have? Yes, I like that one. Okay. That one also kept me guessing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in this book, just for anyone who doesn't know, hasn't read it or seen the um, television show, um, it really focuses around uh, secrets that everyday people carry with them throughout their lives. So it focuses on three different women. Well, actually, let me rewind for a minute because it opens with a crime scene and so it starts after the central event of the book has already happened and so it opens um, in the aftermath of this crime scene and the police are interviewing the members of this community. It's an affluent community where things don't usually go awry and the police are talking to the parents and guardians of children at this school and they're trying to get their police statements for what might have happened that led to this crime. Okay, that sounds and interesting. This event we'll call it. And so um in this in the book it's it takes place in Australia. And so in the seaside town there are three women that are the central characters. Um, one of them is Madeline. She is um, kind of funny and she's bold and she is very like spirited and out to, you know, be a successful woman and a great mom. And um, then she's also friends with Celeste. And Celeste is this just gorgeous, ethereal woman who has this kind of picture perfect life. And then there's also Jane. And Jane is a single mom. And they're brought together um, through a series of coincidences. And all three of their children are in the same kindergarten class. And so we dive into kind of their friendship with each other and their lives and what they're sharing with each other and then also what they're not sharing with each other. Okay, that Mm -hmm. sounds like a good book. (laughs) And so... We see how they present themselves to other people in their community, and then we also see what's really going on. And so, um, you know, it kind of delves into how we have our public appearance and our private appearance, and then ties back into the title, Big Little Lies, how big how little lies that we tell other people can really compound and create situations where big events can take place. Um, So I really liked this book. I thought I did not see the twists and turns coming. There are a couple twists where you're like, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. Um, And I also really liked how the author, Leanne Moriarty, how she really gave um, very distinct voices 
to each of the characters. So even when you're reading just like parts of the police statement that, you know, other parents, not even the main characters that other parents have provided to the police, you really get a well-rounded feeling for the, uh, the voice of these characters and their attitudes towards everything that's going on. Um, it's also kind of funny, unintentionally funny, because um, some of the characters are so involved in their own drama that they can't really see outside of it. So in their police statements, it kind of provides levity to um, a pretty serious plot. There's a <laughs> lot of um, very heavy topics, um, but it never feels like a dark story. You're always brought back to, um, you know, the, the characters and their like little lies and their little dramas and then you're launched back into the bigger uh, dramas and the bigger problems so it it really ebbs and flows pretty nicely and you go along this journey with the characters as you try to piece together what exactly is going on truly in their lives along with the police so it's fun <laughs> and I think I remember is this one set on a beach it is. Yeah, yes. I remember that because it does have that kind of beachy, yes. family, fun read feel, but then it really is a deeper right topics and deeper story. Yes, there's really some, good. Yeah, there's a really good balance between the very serious and the and the light lighter yes. elements. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah, I remember yeah. that. I like that. So my my next book is a little bit heavier. Okay, <laughs> and it is um it's more of a thriller. So I would I don't know if you would agree, but I would classify um Big Little Lies more of a, like a mystery book. Yes, yeah. And then um my next book is more of a thriller with creepy undertones. Um and so my next book is Lock Every Door by Riley Saker. So Riley Sager is a New York Times bestselling author. He has many thrillers that he's written that have been wildly successful. But this was my first Riley Sager book that I read, and I really enjoyed it. Um, It's also got a bright pink cover, so you can't miss it. And in Lock Every Door, we have our main character, Jules. And she has... um, you know, as you were saying about the character in one of your books, she's kind of hit a situation in her life or a time in her life where she's just down on her luck. She's mm. post breakup. She doesn't have, you know, a source of income and she's kind of just looking for something to help her get to the next point in her life. And so she ends up apartment sitting at this very, very fancy apartment in New York City called the Bartholomew. And it's kind of like a Gramercy Park situation where everyone who lives there is pretty much rich, famous, both. And so she's apartment sitting now for um, a person who is, um, well, not at their apartment, obviously. And she's given very strict rules. She's not allowed to have any visitors. There's no leaving the apartment. Um, but she says, okay, it's fine because she's in this situation where she's kind of desperate. She needs the income and she doesn't have, you know, a lot of relationships in her life where she would need to go, you know, and have a party at her house or go and go to the countryside and have a weekend away. So she agrees to the terms of the apartment sitting. And then at first 
she's like a kid in a candy store. She's living in this glamorous apartment building and this glamorous apartment. Right, that you sounds know, fun. The bed is so soft. The rooms are so big. The view is amazing. Um, but slowly she starts to feel like her situation turns from being extremely lucky to kind of like she's trapped. And so the creepy vibes of the Bartholomew start to set in. And she starts to make a friend with another apartment sitter who is around her age. Then I don't want to say too much, but ultimately things start to go awry. And so um, our main character, Jules, is put into this situation where she starts wanting to uncover the history of this apartment building. Okay. And also uncover details about her new friend. And so I'll leave it at that. But I will say I did not see the ending coming. Um, you very much feel like something is not right with this situation because we can see it as the reader that it's too good to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, our main character can't, but we can. And so that feeling of dread was really well cultivated by the author. Um, I would say that this situation reminded me a little bit of like a Rosemary's Baby type of story where she's a young woman. She's in this apartment building in New York City where there's like the rich and famous and and um, well connected and so if you enjoy that kind of story uh, with kind of creepy <laughs> like I said creepy undertones um, the twists and turns of where this will take you um, will be different than what you're expecting it kind of led me in one direction okay. and then it brought me back to something totally unexpected so I thought it was just a very fun read um it's not something that I would say has like devastating and devastating horror elements to it but it is a little bit creepier than most thrillers that I've read um and so yeah I think that uh it's a fun kind of twisty turny book and as I was uh reading it I was like why hasn't this made been made into a series yet oh and it I, sounds like it right yeah. so I googled it and they actually are making it oh, into a tv series so yeah so those are my two books um both of them are available on Libby um and so uh we have hard copies as well but Libby has both of these books Lock Every Door and Big Little Lies that sounds like fun sounds like a fun book to read um so uh, did, you said you never guessed the end you didn't ever see it coming truly no I didn't see the ending coming for either of my books um the twists were very surprising okay <laughs> those are good ones when you when you can't guess it yes so um the next one that I read was called before I go to sleep it's by S.J. Watson and this story opens with a young woman waking up in bed with a strange older man. And um, she doesn't remember how she got there. So she takes a trip to the bathroom. And this trip to the bathroom quickly reveals, by looking in the mirror, that she actually is not a young woman at all. Instead, she's nearly 50 years old. Um, and the man patiently explains to her that he is her husband and that um, she was in a car accident over 20 years ago and has lost her memory. And so every night 
she can remember through the day until she falls asleep. And if if it's a like a short nap, it's probably okay. But if it's uh, if she ever gets into a good hard sleep, everything is wiped away, and she has to start over again the next day. So every morning they wake up with this. Oh my goodness! So there is a little bit of that Groundhog's Day thing in this story because the story unfolds very s- slowly from this point when she wakes up and discovers that. She really is married to this man. Um, and then every time she goes to sleep, we're refiguring things out. And every time, every new day, um, she finds out a little more and a little more. The way she finds out a little bit more is um, besides her husband, who is just so kind and patient with her. And, you know, he puts together, a, so he has a few photographs, but not a lot. And he just helps her rebuild her life every single day. And she's gone through so many tragedies in her life that kind of uncover slowly along the way. There's one other person that is in her life, and that is a neuropsychologist named Dr. Ed Nash. And he is studying her case, but he doesn't have her husband's permission. He... um, only is talking to her and she, and he, the husband doesn't know anything about it and he encourages her to keep a journal so when his when her husband goes off to work she spends a lot of time reading this journal which Ed Nash calls every day and talks to her after the husband is gone and says read your journal and he's trying he's hoping that he can um, help her eventually regain her memory so he's he's working with her on this well as she's reading her journal um, she starts to get snippets of memory returning like him his work is slowly starting to pay off and she is starting to get these little flashes um, every once in a while it soon becomes clear that um, this woman her name is Christine um, is that it soon becomes clear not all the information that she's being given is making sense and she's getting different pictures from her husband and from this neuropsychologist and it just leaves you guessing the whole way through like how do the pieces fit together pretty soon you start thinking one of these people is not right who is it and it just every morning when she wakes up she starts fresh and has these new ideas. So it's really between her journal, between her experiences, um, and between these flashes of memories that she starts getting, that she starts piecing things together. And I'm not going to say anything more about it because it really is a good read. Um, it really keeps you guessing and you just don't know who, like, do you not trust the husband, the loving husband? Do you not trust, because sometimes there's little pieces who are like, oh, maybe he's not so loving. and the, Or do you not trust this neuropsychologist? Because obviously he hasn't told the husband anything. So um, I am going to say I did guess the ending very, very close to the end. So it did keep me guessing the whole way. And then right right at the last minute i knew right before what was going to happen and it was right so um this book is to me is really interesting not just from the whole guessing thing but it really makes you appreciate um 
how memories really help you navigate the world and how they give your life a better quality and more meaning. And, you know, it's just something we take for granted. But it really um, gave me appreciation for that and just made me think of, think think a new way of just being able to remember and know, yeah, I know I can trust my coworker or my husband or my, sure. you know, and I know so-and-so is always grumpy, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So you don't, not, not having to guess all the time. So that one I would highly recommend. I really like that book. That sounds interesting too, because it starts with a twist. You yes. Know? So it's not Absolutely. like you're waiting for the, the first twist. It's, Immediate. It's there, absolutely. I did wow. give that little piece away, but it's well. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is available both on Hoopla and Libby, and I definitely encourage you to read this one. Great. So I have um, another book that I'd like to talk about, and this one is most definitely a horror novel. It has thriller elements to it, but it is definitely a horror novel. So (laughs) I just want to throw that out there before I recommend it. And it is called I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. And so in this book, we are thrown into an intimate conversation between two people who are Um, in a relationship and so we are hearing from the girl in the relationship and we hear um, kind of her internal monologue about um, the how she met her boyfriend how she feels about her boyfriend and also um, we learn that she is indeed thinking about breaking up with her boyfriend the problem is is that they are in the middle of a drive to visit his parents' house for the first time. That's uncomfortable. Yes. So they're on this drive, and they're together, and you don't know if he is feeling the same way as her, and you know that the love for her just kind of isn't there anymore. If it was ever there, we don't know, but it's not there anymore. So um, I think from that perspective, you're kind of – launched in a couple ways into this uncomfy situation where you're stuck in a car which you know you're having these thoughts about you know the person that you're supposed to like and you're in close proximity that does sound like a a long period of time (laughs) (laughs) and then you know that she feels like it's pretty much over and so I think you know we can relate to the uncomfortable feeling that this author is uh, experiencing because uncomfortable conversations like that are never fun. And so as the drive progresses, the feeling turns from being very um, uncomfortable to very claustrophobic. Okay. And it gets increasingly claustrophobic and increasingly odd as they make their way through this car drive and as they even get to his parents' house because you know what's going on in her subconscious and yet we're kind of stuck in this situation with this boyfriend and then his parents. And so this kind of closing in feeling starts to really take hold. And I can't say too much about anything else, but um, there is a definite twist 
in this very unsettling story. And I absolutely did not see it coming. Um, the author writes in such a way, it's a very um, different writing style that kind of feels almost like um, it's just stream of conscious. And um, so it's, you're just along for the literal ride <laughs> with our main characters and so you're kind of thinking like oh my gosh what is going on but there is a definite twist and I did not see it coming I cannot give any more details about it but um I would really recommend it to anyone who really enjoys horror books where there's kind of a a major plot twist uh, towards the end. So yeah, that's I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reid. Um, and then I also just want to mention really quickly, since we're talking about horror, um, I want to talk about, well, not talk about, but mention Night of the Mannequins by Stephen Graham Jones. And so if you are a fan of slasher fiction, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will say that Night of the Mannequins is one of the best twists I have ever read in a horror book. Now, this is 100% horror slasher fiction, and I cannot, unfortunately, say anything about the plot because giving away the smallest detail would be a spoiler. But if you're a horror fan and you have a strong stomach for horror stories, then I would say Night of the Mannequins has a twist that... Uh, you won't see coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you told me a little bit about that one. Yes. And, and I encouraged you to tell me because I wasn't worried about the spoiler. And I would have to say, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how anyone would see that twist coming. But yes, that's definitely, full discla disclosure, it is a horror book. <laughs> I told you they would get increasingly creepy. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay, we are running out of time quickly, but we did have two two um topics for this one was i didn't see it coming as a twist and one was i didn't see it coming as a good book with a terrible ending so i'm not going to talk a lot about this book i'm just going to say talk very quickly but um i read the plot by jean hamp Korolitz and um I'm not going to really say much. It's another story about a burnt-out writer. I don't know why all the stories. I seem to have gotten on some recommendation list that was all about burnt-out writers. <laughs> but in this one, he's a teacher, and he ends up with this um, very narcissistic student who is convinced that he has written the next world's greatest novel. Um, and when he... When the... When... Jacob Bonner, who's the main character, actually hears part of the plot. He realizes he may be onto something, so um, he tries to help the young man. And he's too um, narcissistic, and he thinks he's all that, so he doesn't want any help. So it just kind of ends there. But years later, Jacob realizes that this book has never been published, and he comes to discover that this young man has died. So he ends up taking the plot from the story and writing his own story. And it's a bestseller. He's doing great. He's going to all kinds of um, book signings and interviews and all of that. And then he's 
receives a note um, from some anonymous person saying, you stole this plot. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, And it was a really good book, really interesting. And the ending was very disappointing. (laughs) But there was a good plot twist. (laughs) So would you recommend reading it? I would. I would. Just know that the ending is very disappointing. It was a really good read. Sure. With a very disappointing ending. And this one is available on both Hoopla and Libby. All right, so for my good book with a disappointing ending, I am going to talk about, just very quickly, We Have Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson. So I am a Shirley Jackson fan, and you know I'm a horror fan, and I've read other books by this author and really love them. Um, And We Have Always Lived in the Castle, we follow a family, specifically two sisters, that live in this very isolated old manor up on a hill. And so every time they have to go into town, the townspeople just really feel very uncomfortable around them. And they feel very uncomfortable around the townspeople. And so slowly throughout the book, you start to realize why this might be. And then towards the end, there is a twist. And the twist I felt is a good twist, but I felt like the way in which it was done was so anticlimactic mm. that it kind of ruined <laughs> the rest of the story for me because I was so invested in these characters and what was going on. And then when you learn about what was going on, I feel like if it was told in a different way, I'd be like, whoa. Uh-huh. But instead, I just felt like it was casually like not really that big of an element in the story (laughs) and I didn't really understand why um and so I was left wanting a lot more from this book um and I was very surprised that I didn't love it all the way through because it is Shirley Jackson who's a classic writer of the horror genre but sadly that is my book that I enjoyed very much but the ending I felt was a little disappointing and how about you would you say read it anyway you know if you do like horror I would say sure read it um but I would read The Haunting of Hill House first okay which is by the same author because I like that one a little bit more okay Well, thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired to read or listen to any variety of stories with twists. There really is something for every kind of reader. And also, don't forget that our summer reading program has begun. You can sign up online through our mcldaz.org website, or you can earn 20 points for listening to this program by entering the secret code TWIST. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.